Welcome to Snippets of Hope Season 2. We are back and in this first episode I am excited to hear how a change may not have been what we first dreamed of but may have actually been something very dear to our heart. We take the time to recompose and of course hear wonderful words of encouragement. So reflecting on this new year and this new season, hope is knowing that there is a time for new beginnings and a fresh start. So no matter what the situation may be, just know there is always hope. Hello listeners. Here's a snippet into my career journey to this point. As a young boy from a small village on the Little Emerald Isle of the Caribbean, I had big dreams of becoming an architect or a pilot. At the age of 10, I built a wooden aeroplane which I was truly proud of symbolizing my future. But those dreams didn't work out as planned. And after leaving secondary school, my career journey took me into my first job, which was in law enforcement. Back then, I was known as Police Constable 96. In preparation for this role, I did five and a half months of training on the beautiful island of Barbados. That area of the journey took me to areas of training in swimming and life-saving, first aid, self-defense, ceremonial parades and drills, quarters and uniform upkeep, sentry duty and patrolling, criminal, traffic laws and other offenses, report writing, crime logging and crime scene control, radio and phone operating, weapon handling, etc. On returning home, I was able to apply most of my training across my role. But I was always left astounded where young men were involved in criminal cases. Anyways, on one occasion, I rendered my first aid skills and resuscitated a drowning five-year-old. In other matters, I had to apprehend or assist in the apprehension of youth as young as 13, breaking into shops or offices, committing petty crimes. Then, five and a half years later, another twist interrupted my plans. Due to circumstances on a seismic level, the next phase of my journey brought me to London, where I currently work not in law enforcement, but in education. I've been working as a teaching assistant for over 13 years now. In my present role, I support teachers providing differentiated work and adaptive resources mainly to 11 to 16 year old students with special educational needs and varied difficulties so that those students can access the curricula. At one stage of this 13 plus years journey, my role involved many bus driver taking staff and students, growing, swimming, shopping, educational visits, growing competitions, while training and supporting them at the same time. Also in personal care, classroom and work experience support, first aider on call, fire warden, hoist trainer, 
and additionally cleaner. Transitioning from law enforcement to education wasn't a quick nor a smooth part of this process. Why? Because back then I was unsure of exactly what I wanted to do. So about eight years of this journey took me on the road of perdition, toiling in catering, clearing tables, cleaning and washing pots and pans, parking enforcement, patrolling the streets of Kensington and Chelsea, issuing penalty charge notices, and call center operator, chasing contractors maintaining Royal Mail buildings. Though I did well in all of these roles, my heart wasn't fully in them, and I was deeply unsatisfied. I started having a mental appetite which grew deeper for education, but wanted to start in a primary setting. Lo and behold, God had other plans. Though I don't remember her name, I can never forget the day and the words on an altar in Beechwood Road, Dalston, when her voice echoed in my ears, you are going to be a father of many children. I was stunned, but she went on to say, not only your biological children, I also see you working in education. How did she know this? This must be only God speaking to her. I began the tedious and depressing task of applying for teaching at support or mental roles in primary schools. I was a parent governor then. I was supported by the head teacher, teachers and governors with my applications. But I was, as some would say, very unlucky. I was turned down time and time again or never got any response. Then four years later, in this dawn of the journey, I reluctantly applied for an unqualified TA role in a secondary school. I was somewhat perplexed when they accepted me, and strangely, when I was taken on a tour of the school, a sense of heaviness overwhelmed me. A clear, still voice from nowhere said to me, if you survive in Iraq, you survive anywhere. Remember all the volatile issues in the Middle East back then? Iraq, Afghanistan, weapons of mass destruction, etc. I looked around to see if anyone else heard, but I guess it was for my ears only. Within the first year of starting this job, I was falsely accused of assaulting a student and was almost sacked. Of most recent, I've been pushed around from department to department, lied on and discriminated against. I survived all these and still standing after 13 years at the same secondary school. I have worked in mainstream classes at the start, especially with year 9 students, 13 to 14 year old, then in a profound and multiple learning difficulties department, also known as resource provision, supporting students with physical difficulties for about 8 years, and now back in mainstream lessons, but supporting year 7s, transitioning from primary to secondary, especially those with autism, learning difficulties and behavioural difficulties. Additionally, I'm now an assistant supervisor in cleaning the said school, but that's a different angle of my journey I can share at another time. I was able to transfer many of my skills, experiences and knowledge learned in law enforcement and many other roles to my now role, instilling from fear discipline, planning and utilizing preventative procedures a few of my main skills I have used over the years to be successful in this role. Remember what I wanted to be at the start? Correct, I'm not in piloting or architecture and neither is the payroll grade on their magnitude. But 
I get great satisfaction knowing that I'm in God's will and that circumstances did not deter me in the earlys. Looking back, I realize that inner yearning and disappointment with youth committing crimes relates to my now passion to educate, mentor, empower, support, and help young men, especially to avoid being part of any crime or negative statistics of today. What's compelling you to want to change jobs? This is just one of many questions plaguing your mind, right? As this pandemic is affecting employment, I believe now is a good time to change career or make advances in personal development in your now career. Rise to the challenge. Truly, you got to know what you want and how to get there. But sometimes the path is not so clear cut as everyone is different. Equally, the factors affecting the need for change or not change differs from individual to individual. Somehow, you'll figure it out gradually. Especially from a faith perspective, if you align your ears, thoughts and lifestyle with God's directives steadily, you'll end up in the ideal position. Make certain your ambitions or goals are your own. Don't try to be like someone else. Be enthusiastic and don't hold back. Remember, you can specialize in one area or be able to do several jobs. So don't just find any career. Find a career with a mission that aligns with a ministry. Stay safe, keep the faith and carry on. This poem is entitled, Encourage Yourself. When life becomes overwhelming and you feel like you've hit the bottom, when the pressure becomes too much to bear and the blows of life are crushing, when the enemy comes to kill, to steal and to destroy, the conversations you have with yourself will determine if you regain your joy. You see, in the midst of your circumstances, no matter what you are going through. Your disposition, what you say to yourself, will determine what happens to you. So refuse to speak defeat and don't believe the enemy's lies. Encourage yourself with the word of God, roll up your sleeves and fight. Fight back with the word of God, for our greatest defense is the word. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. We have the victory before we're afflicted because of Jesus' shed blood. So regain your composure, straighten your posture and stand on the word of God. Say, God won't leave me nor forsake me. I have no doubt that he'll bring me through. Despite how the situation may look, tell yourself with God all things are possible. Say, God is my refuge and strength and a very present help in trouble. He is my rock and salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. I am more than a conqueror. No weapons formed against me shall prosper. Remind yourself the Lord is my rock, my fortress and my deliverer. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand I will not be shaken. Because he who began a good work in me will carry it on to completion. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am above and not beneath. I am blessed and highly favored. I'm blessed in the city and blessed in the field. I am the head and not the tail. So I know there will be showers of blessings. Repeat to yourself that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. For the thoughts you think towards me are to bring peace and an expected end. 
The battle is not mine but God's, for the Lord is my strength and my defense. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. Keep affirming, who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but I trust in the name of the Lord my God. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, as I encourage myself with the word of God every day and every night. A verse I find encouraging. Psalms 121 verses 1 mainly 2. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. Why I find this verse encouraging. Living in this fallen world could be very challenging even with Jesus in one's boat. I could recall an experience I had recently where I felt overwhelmed. Some serious north winds were blowing my way. Discouragement tornadoes, disappointment hailstones, you name it. But I knew where to run. I ran to the strong tower. Jehovah Azar, Jehovah Shammah, who never sleeps nor slumbers, was on hand to assist me. The Spirit of God drew me to this scripture, and boy, did I have a Peter moment. The question was, who was my helper? Answering a few times, it struck me straight in the depths of my soul that my help comes from the Lord, not from man. It flows through things, people, systems, etc. But truly, my help comes from my Heavenly Father, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who created all things. In the midst of tears, my spirit leapt with joy. I had a blessed assurance. I had hope. I wasn't going under. Even in these unprecedented times where things are spiraling out of control, I would be upheld. I will be kept, preserved, comforted, sustained, supported, and on and on. Like the psalmist David, where does my help come from? As clearly stated in verse 2, my help comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen.